Kiber a 16-oson belül, lövés, gól! Gól! Eldölt a Hi everyone and welcome to another pandemic episode of the Hungarian Football Podcast and this week we've actually got some football to talk about incredibly. Joining us is as always Chris Barrett, co-editor of HungarianFootball.com, Thomas Mortimer who's been uh, since day one the creator of HungarianFootball.com and uh, many other media outlets and uh, a regular to the HungarianFootball.com Website is uh, Paul Tresso, who is joining us this week, making an appearance and uh, hosting is me. Unfortunately, you got me again in the hot seat. It's Gabby Kovac. Guys, welcome to the show. How are you all doing? Lovely. Thanks for having us. Wonderful. Hello. Good to be here. Good. Glad to hear it. And guys, like we said in in that little intro there, we've actually got football back. It only seemed... A couple of weeks ago, less than that, it just seems like yesterday when we were talking in one of these podcasts about what's going to happen to the league, what do we think is going to happen, we couldn't see it ever coming back. And yet yesterday we were watching Ferenc Varos versus um, Debrecen in the in the league. Um, Tom, let, let me start with you and, and let's talk about one of the most um, bizarre things that was was the crowd noise that was being pumped into the stadium yeah and i, I was so skeptical about this i've heard it touted in the premier league i know they've done it in korea um to not great well it's not been great what they've produced over there uh and i was very skeptical of, of, about Froddy doing this but i thought it really worked i don't know if you what you guys thought but i thought it was really good i and I, i've watched like the, the, all the Bundesliga games today uh, being Sunday uh, and back at, um, with that hollow atmosphere and obviously the, the other two games yesterday um, MT Carves, Honved and, and Mezakoves versus Vidi uh, um, and with that hollow atmosphere that where you can hear the players talk and hear the players scream literally everything um, I thought I, I love the Friday game I thought it was really good like I, it didn't sound like it was like fake at all. I thought I, I don't know how different it would be for the players and uh, the media, the the little, the few media people who would have gone there. I don't know how it would have kind of translated at the game. And I, I imagine it would be weird with you having that crowd, um, the players having that crowd noise, and um, them not reacting at all to events on the field. So when a goal goes in, the um, the noise just kind of continues that I bet that must be a bit like jarring and disjointed but I thought it really worked I thought I thought it made it so much more exciting um it didn't sound very fake it didn't sound um like rubbish and unprofessional I I thought it was really good I don't know what you guys thought I thought it was excellent I really really did and um kind of not it, the moments that I couldn't keep an eye on the match and had the sound come in, it was absolutely no different as if to it, it would have been a normal league game with, with fans in the stadium. I, I think they got it absolutely spot on. But I think it's going to embarrass a lot of the rest of the league that are not going to do that because mm. um, in the other games that we saw that we'll talk about later, that, that atmosphere was completely lacking. Um, Chris, do you think that the, the league came back too soon? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm guessing if you're going to start, you got to start somewhere. Um, I can't imagine them waiting much longer to get the season in. Um, in terms of safety, it, it seems to me that they're taking all the, the correct precautions. Um, someone was saying the other day that the, the amount of contact within the sport isn't as much as you might think. Um, but there still has to be some fear. I, I know that they're taking the precautions. They're all being tested. Um, all of the training has been done with social distancing in mind and training distancing in mind. Um, obviously, there's nobody at the stadium or very few people at the stadium. And, and just watching the players sitting in the stands six to eight meters apart was really kind of funny also. But, um, but and, and then when they scored a goal, everyone was jumping on each other. So um, I'm not quite sure that really matters too much. But the fact that, that they are back playing, I think, is a good thing at this point. And I guess, you know, time will tell. But I think we have to trust the decision that they're making. I loved it. I loved being able to sit down and watch uh, the game. And I don't know if I could have waited a couple more weeks. So uh, for me personally, it was great to get back and watching the game again. And Paul, considering the, the obviously Friday are very well supported, uh, the rest of the clubs in the league, not massively, uh, but especially those down the lower divisions, um, second division, third division and below, um, having little, very little people at their games, unless you're a Voshosh, MT car when you maybe get you know a thousand fans but outside of that crowds are kind of non-existent so how unfair do you feel that that is that the first division can get going but yet all the others have been stopped and and won't be completed yes that's a good point I was actually uh checking some of the standings and I see in the third division it's real unfortunate there's a few of the uh top teams there they're just separate separated by a point or two but then i was thinking that the funds i don't know uh the lower you go in hungarian football do they have the funds to do testing so i'm not sure how it is in england and other countries but i can understand the health aspect for the lower divisions third fourth fifth going all the way down uh, the testing aspect of it, uh, it's not fair for some of those teams that maybe have one point and it cost them that uh, relegation or promotion. But I think in the end, it's all the safety of the players. Absolutely. Yeah, very good point. Very good point on that. Um, Tom, it's, it's going to be unfortunate for um Voshosh, as it stands at the minute, as we dip sort of down into the second division there, um, obviously their season's wiped out. Uh, MT Car and Budafok at the moment are um, potentially going into the first division. Uh, it's interesting that the MLS said has done it by invite rather than saying the league is finished as it is, you're automatically promoted. Do you think this is, um, do you think this is a case to get Voshosh into that first division as opposed to Budapest. Um, clearly, they're you know they're a big team, Budapest club, um, pushing the right way. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, as much as I'd love to see Voshosh be promoted ahead of Budapest. No offense to any Budapest fans listening out there. I'm, I imagine there's thousands of you. Um, I've I feel it would be mightily unfair, but like you wouldn't put it past the Hungarian Football Federation of actually doing it. Like we've seen them 
when they just happen to want to condense the league a few years ago. They kicked five teams out of the league um, unceremoniously, unfairly, um, and honestly, you wouldn't put you wouldn't put it past them to to just kick Voshosh into the top tier, say. Um, I don't know, but they might just say something like Boyle Fox ground isn't good enough. Um, they didn't look like they were going to um, make it or, or absolute. And they could make anything up and, and get away with it because Boyle Fox are a small club based in Budapest who've got little to like a very small fan base. They're not going to kick up much of a force. Whereas to promote Voshaj, a club with history, um, obviously a former title winning team the club that have been around forever created some of Hungary's best players to have them back in the top tier along with MT Car, it's probably an appealing um, prospect for the MLS said so um, yeah I would not be surprised if it happened it would be a travesty and probably a disgrace but um, yeah I, I wouldn't count it out guys it's interesting that Roshosh uh, had their license application approved last week, not only for the second division, but for the first division. So we'll watch that one with uh, with great interest. But uh, getting back to the game that was played yesterday, so obviously this is the first game back after the, uh, the absence. Um, a big one with uh, the leaders, Friday, uh, up against way out of sorts, Debrecen. Um Chris, looking at that game, it didn't look like um, as much of a mismatch as it should have been, really. Well, yeah, no, the, the score obviously was a lot closer than I think people might have um, uh, might have suspected. But um, watching the game, and again, I watched it again today. Uh, it's it really is there really is a big gap between the two. Um, you know, the, the goal that um, Loki got early was kind of a surprise. I think it woke up Friday. Um, but even then, they were still controlling the game. But to see um, them respond as quickly as they did and then uh, continue to to pour forward, uh, it was really only a matter of time. And, and it's really just like Friday, isn't it, where they uh, control possession but uh, never really pull away. There's only been a few games where they've really just dominated on the score on the scoreboard as well as on the um, it, with possession. But... Um, um, Tom and I were talking a little earlier. Uh, David Shiger had an amazing game um, and uh, really just saw the difference in quality between the two clubs. Debrechen's defense looked really tired. Um, they weren't r- really that organized. And obviously it's hard to against a team like Friday to really mark everybody that well. But Shiger was open so many times and had so much time. Um, that they were just looking for him every time that he got the ball. It seemed like he had a shot on goal or um, uh, was in a dangerous position. So uh, it was really just a matter of time. And I think that the game really could have been maybe 3 or 4-1. Paul, um, when I watched the game, I thought Debrecen had a lot, of, a bit of bite to them. I just felt they had that something that was that was missing before. They, had, they looked like they were well up for getting into the challenge. Um Attempts-wise, Ennis, they had three shots on, on target to Friday's six. Um, obviously, a hell of a goal to, to, to score it with. Um, 
how would you be encouraged now if you was a Debrecen fan looking at um, the games that you've got left for this season? How encouraging do you think that is? Bearing in mind, it's pretty much like pre-season kind of standard, really. Yes, Gabby, I, I would agree with you. They came out, I thought, motivated. Uh, they gave a good effort. Uh, they had had a couple games before the epidemic where uh, they had just played poorly. But I, th- I thought they gave a good effort. And I think their fans would have to be... Uh, appreciative of that effort and I think they'll they won't have any problems staying up uh mid-table so I think uh, it would be a positive result for their fans and Tom obviously Seager was was outstanding that goal of his that that he absolutely hammered into the to the net was an absolute joy to watch I remember you saying at the time that there was no need to hit it that hard but boy did he um, what did you think of Friday? How impressed were you? Where, where, um, do they look like they've shaken off the, the rustiness already to you? Or is there a lot more to come? Because just before this break, their form had dipped. You know, wasn't as positive as as, um, as it should be. How, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I thought I thought there was definitely rust there. Um, I thought Zubkov was pretty disappointing. I thought Ishael was was kind of disappointing as well, especially, uh, I think considering how good those two are, um, and Tokmak as well, to be fair, I, I don't think they were all kind of firing on all cylinders. Um, I, I, it's to be expected, I guess they've had, I don't know, like two, two weeks of preseason. Um, they, they've had two months off now over, over two months off since, since the, um, the pandemic hit and, and, and the season was postponed. And that's long. I think we've spoken about this before. That's longer than um, the off season is in Hungary. Like Hungary, Hungarian leagues only off like usually about a month and a half. And the um, the uh, winter break is not, not much longer than that. So these players wouldn't have had a pre-season. They wouldn't have had um, the friendlies, like loads of friendlies to get them back up to speed. Um, they'd have had like, been doing workouts at home but I guess some players would take that more seriously than others uh, and they'd have had a few training sessions back so like it, these players won't be really at full strength and, and that's maybe what was the the reason why Debrecen were in this game for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, you say that Debrecen we kind of go into that game and we don't expect Debrecen to, to be there and, and that's exactly what I expected as well but maybe because of the players not being up to speed as much, maybe that was a little bit of a leveller, and or maybe just Debrecen, uh, uh, maybe French Ferris aren't quite as um, good as maybe we ex- uh, think they are, but I, I don't think that's particularly true. It was good to see Somalia come back onto the pitch as well. Yeah, I thought that as well. Yeah, he almost scored at the end as well, didn't he? Yeah, straight away, he kind of hit the post. It was fantastic. And, and, and Friday used um, four subs. So it's the first time they've kind of used, made use of the four subs. Only the three from, from Debrecen. Um, they made their subs late on, two in the 82nd minute and one in the 87th minute. Chris, do you think that those tactics could have been, like those substitutes could have been used a, a, a little bit earlier to ch- change the, 
the game or do you think this is purely down to fitness now that, that they've used those four? Yeah, no, I think I think it had to do with fitness. <clears throat> I also think that the Somalia move was um, uh, probably a tip of the hat to the to the fans as well, and perhaps as as much as he's worked to get into that team. But um, and I, we seem to be disagreeing a little bit. I I, I really see that Freddie was in in control of the game for uh, uh, at least through that second half as well. I, I didn't see a whole lot of danger, and and um, th- there were there were times when they were playing. Um, Davidson was playing and they were stalling in in the final third and the possession and the quick passes to relieve that pressure and take the ball back the other way was were the things that I was looking at and I was saying you know that's that's not bad for uh for a team that is just kind of coming off of a a huge layoff that they had so um but yeah to get back to your original question um I think it was mainly a fitness thing and, and they were protecting a narrow lead and just making sure that they kind of kept their foot on the gas there towards the end. Paul, on the uh, Twitter match day um, thread between between all the, the Hungarian football guys, um, there was talk about Dibus and, and um, one of the guys, I think it was Ben, seemed to think that uh, Dibus was one of the most overrated goalkeepers in the league as opposed to our feelings, which were he's one of the best in the league. Um, David Groff's on the bench, obviously, uh, Fantastic player, league winning with Honved, and Adam Bogdan's about to uh, become a, a player there as well. What do you think's going on there with that goalkeeping situation? Uh, I I still agree that Dibus is one of the best in the Hungarian first division. I think Grof has uh, realized that he has a very minor role on the side, so I would hope for. Uh, he would move on somewhere next year where he'll get that playing time because he's he's still in that age of goalkeepers where he can be very good. I, I think his rust this year, the few times he's played, was because of that lack of uh, match experience. Uh, Bogdan probably would be a good fit. He's uh, 32 years old, I believe, early 30s, uh, but it's an older 30s so Bogdan probably would be one of those players who would like to come on make some money Grofi I think still has a lot of football left in him I'm hoping he's going to move on but to me Dibos is one of the best in uh, Hungary Good shout guys it was it, it really was a good game um, whether it was just because we were so happy to see it back that maybe we're looking through rose-tinted glasses, but a lot of people commented that it was really, really enjoyable to watch. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of interest now in the leagues that are restarting from fans that wouldn't necessarily see this kind of thing. Um, And as if that wasn't enough, we've got another game coming up on Wednesday, which just happens to be the small matter of we pest Ferencvaros, probably one of the most um, fiercest derbies in all of Europe. Tom, for the neutral that's um, new to Hungarian football, what's this game going to be like for them? Whew, it's going to be weird. It's going to be really weird. Because, like, Oyapest, I think, I, I almost think that the derby's more vicious when it's at Oyapest than it's when it, when it's at Ferencvaros. Like, it is ugly there. If you go there as a Froddy fan, you go there as a Froddy player, you are going to get hurls of abuse uh 
it is it's scary at that stadium on um on derby day so on wednesday what is that gonna be like there's gonna be obviously like no one there i don't know if they plan to pipe in crowd noise but i don't know if it know if it would work at that stadium uh it's gonna be i think ferenc varos have kind of got out of jail free card not having to play this game um with the fans being there like it's it's a real let off that they've been able to do that like and and that's i guess what makes this this part of the season um not as realistic as i mean i guess that's obvious but it it needs to be taken into account at at times like these last few games are being played in a very different manner to how it would have been played before so um it kind of almost sanitizes and waters down um French Faros's championship if they do win it like to be brutal about it it does so and and this is kind of an example of that um of of Pest uh not being able to to play to their capability in 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 this derby because no matter how um how much how much uh, the tactical um, and the technical ability of, of a football team goes into it. There's there's a huge emotional side as well, and especially when the crowd are behind you, uh, which they, which it would be in this derby. So for for us not to experience that on Wednesday, it's going to be very different. And I think yeah, I think Froddy, I think Froddy will win comfortably um, in this game because they'll all be up for it, and they won't have the um, the problem of the of the um, of the vociferousness of the of the stadium. I agree. It it definitely will be be interesting to see um, player wise how how those guys react because um, who really there's only a few handful of players on either side that you could probably say would be like absolutely anti Friday or anti Weepest, whatever, you know, I, I'm really interested to see how these players kind of kind of deal with it or whether it is just going to be like that kind of game without an edge because there isn't um, there isn't fans there. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be one that's going to be interesting. And, um, Chris, we follow that up with um, another big game, really, albeit at, at the other end of the season, at the other end of the table, um, on Friday, when uh, bottom side Kaposvar face uh, Zalaegerjeg, who were in a 11th place, um, obviously Kaposvar we can say goodbye to pretty much. Um, as, as obviously the, the, the tables looking down there is really really tight. Um, how do you see this one going? Um, obviously, an important game for both both teams. Um, Zaller Agashag has been a team that has impressed me and I think most other people um, and uh, are, are a team that probably should stay up. I feel like before their uh, the break, they had a good run. I think they had they had gone what, four out of five games unbeaten. They'd just beaten Loki uh, 3-0 <laughs> heading into the break. Um, so I, I feel like you know, if they can bring some of that, if they 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 could keep their momentum from Bridget from March until now, um, you've got a team like Kapishvar that's just playing for their paycheck pretty much. They know they're on their they're way out, as you said. Um, and then this game um, being at home, I think for them, right? 
Um, Kapishvara at home, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I think they're um, – oh, you said Kapishvara at home. They are, yes. Gotcha, okay. Um, really, I, I don't know if it matters that much um, because I do think that uh, ZTE are probably the, the better team. Um, it's not going to be easy, but I would tip – I would tip Zala Agashag to win this one. Absolutely. And um, Paul, as we look forward to, that's obviously Friday night, as we look forward to the Saturday, Kishvada, Wipest, Diosdur, Mezakovest, Parks versus Vidi. Uh, and on the Sunday, Honved, Debrecen, um, Pushkas Academy, and Ferenc Varos. So some pretty tasty fixtures coming up there. Um a Parks win uh, and a Zalaegashek win could see Wipest uh, in the relegation places. How do you see, um, obviously, I think we're all in agreement that, that Friday will probably win the derby. Um, they'll have to get something out of um, high-flying Kishvada or mid-table flying Kishvada, but well above where they should be. Do you feel that they've, um, they're on a downward spiral or do you feel they could... Uh, they could be in that relegation place or, or above it rather, sorry. Uh, yes, I would say Uipesh, Paks and Zalagarseg would be the ones, in my opinion, battling to stay up. Uh, Uipesh, unfortunately, and they have a, such a large fan base, I think now we're clearly in the conversation. Uh, before uh, they had been playing uh, very poorly, Zalaigarsek had been playing very well. So I think those three sides are the ones who will battle it out. Each of them play Kaposhvar, so that should be interesting. But I think it comes down to those teams, possibly Debrecen, uh, depends. Uh, but I think Uipest are definitely in the conversation for relegation. There's some big names that, that could go down, that's for sure. Um so, guys, obviously yesterday as well, we had the semi-finals of the Hungarian Cup. Um, again, how fair do you see that as being um, having this break and then having to play a cup semi-final as the first competitive game back? But, Tom, uh, Mezakovest versus uh, Vidi, I, I will never call them Fehevar. Please don't ask me to. <laughs> yeah, Tom, um, wasn't quite the game that um, Friday Loki was? No, but I thought Mezakovic were good. Um, I kind of expected them to, uh, wrongly of me, I think I expected Vidi to probably just go in there and take a 2-0 win, but like I said earlier with uh, Friday versus Debrecen, the the layoff's probably been a bit of a leveller, but also Mezakovic are a good team these days. Um, I think we probably, I think all of us probably just underestimate them and haven't underestimated them this whole season. They're one of them teams that have been doing really well, and then you just kind of you expect them to slip up, you expect them to slip up, and they just don't. And they're just a they're just a well-drilled side. They've got talent within there, like Daniel Nudge. I've said before, I think it's class. Thomas Sherry's just quality. They've got experience in that team as well. Like they've, they're a really good football inside. So um, I'm not surprised that it kind of was a one-one. I thought Mezakovic could have could have won it as well. Um, Vidi were nowhere near their best, um, which I guess is to be expected. But I guess you expect them to. To probably take it on Tuesday night when they uh, when they return leggers. 
Yeah, Chris, do you see it? Um, obviously, they've got they've got a draw in in the away leg. Um, they're going back to their home stadium without fans. Obviously, um, they've got nothing to fear, Mezikovest, have they? Yeah, I, I I don't think they have anything to fear at all. In fact, they're um, uh, they're a team as as we've seen throughout this whole season that continues to surprise people. Um, uh, with, with the Hungarian league, there's a lot of teams that get these really hot starts and then they slowly begin to slide down. And perhaps we were thinking that after the break, maybe reality would have hit. But Kutor has them drilled very well. They're a really good, strong defensive team. As Tom said, having players like um, John Borberic and Thomas Sherry leading the way uh, gives them some bite and uh, a little bit a little bit of metal um, in the spine. And so they, they've just been really strong, and I think they can go for it. You know, one goal changes this whole thing. Um, neither of the goals were a uh, run of play. One was a glancing header that really fooled Sapanos at the far post, and then the then the other one was a was a corner kick that was kind of bundled in past Kovacic. So it was um, uh, neither goal really seemed to come out of anything. Um, but I think that can change, and I think Medjugorje is going to um, give it all they have on on Tuesday and see if they can pull off something. Paul, the sending off of the manager, Attila Kutor, has to be one of my favourite sending offs of all time because it's not often that a manager disappears behind UPVC plastic patio doors once being sent <laughs> which just, That just summed up Hungarian football beautifully for me there. But he's going to obviously have to sit in the stands for the, uh, for the next leg. That's not going to make any difference at all, is it? He could literally shout from the top of the stand and, and players are going to hear his instructions, right? That's a good point. Uh, yes, it was a surprising one. Uh, and then it was so funny to see him peeking out, like like you said, uh, at what was going on. Uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. It made me think about Maradona in Mexico uh, being bored here. I had just watched how he had been kicked out of several big uh, Mexican matches, but yeah, it's a big, it'll have a, an impact, but oh, I thought Mezokovic had quite a few chances, and just if they were a little sharper, it seemed to me like the lack of match play really affected them, and they missed some really good chances, but to to me, the the return leg is still wide open, and I would not be surprised at a Mezokovic victory if I could go out on a limb and call that my upset. I think a lot of the neutrals would love that to happen. It's a real feel-good story for these guys, um, league position-wise and, and uh, to where they've got in the Hungarian Cup. And uh, before we move on to the next match, a, a big shout-out to uh, Carrillo's hair. What <laughs> happened to that? Guys? Midlife crisis. Oh, can, I please, can I please comment on that? Because... I thought I was the only one who noticed that. And, yeah, I agree with you, Tom. <laughs> That's a bad dye job. And that that, sh- that should have been the yellow card at least. <laughs> so, guys, the second semifinal was really mouthwatering. Um, car top of Division 2 versus uh, Budapest Honved. I really thought this was going to be um, a-, a brilliant match. It turned out to be fascinating rather than brilliant. Um, Tom, MT Carr have nothing to fear coming into the first division next season, do they? No, they're always like this. It's really weird. Like, they... 
they go down and and then all of a sudden they're just class like they <laughs> I, I think i think it's tw- i think this is like the third time they've been in the in the cup semi-final when they've been in mb2 in the last 10 years or something it's ridiculous they're always like this they they fool you they 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 stick around in mb1 for a little bit they fool you everyone thinks they're crap they go down they boss the second division and then they do really well in the cup and just like it's it, they're really weird and 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 yeah i thought they were i thought they were really good yesterday they, they would have been good value for the win um they've got some quality players like uh, we, uh I, I joke about them being i um rubbish when they come into mb1 and they weren't great uh, obviously and and that's why they went down but like they've still got some class players um like lynch uh, he didn't have a great game yesterday but he's he's a he's a quality mb1 striker and um i guess he, we expect him to maybe do a bit better than mb1 when we when he was younger Pros, uh, he he was he was always he's always been a, a quality MB1 player. They've got Adam Pinter, who I used to absolutely love. Um, we spoke about him on the pod before. Obviously, he used to play in La Liga. Um, Istvan Bognar, who who didn't even start. Dominic Guerra, like their, their team. Akos Baki as well. There's like there's so many players in the, in that t- team who are kind of. Uh, probably shouldn't be an MB2, um, an unfulfilled promise. Uh, a, f- a few players who are just um, kind of coming through, like Shabot Shun, who was really tipped to do well at Ajax at one point. Ben Shabiro, who was um, at Guimaraes uh, a couple of years ago. They- they've got talent everywhere, and like it's it's not a surprise that they did this well against Honved. Uh It's not a surprise that they're doing so well in the club. It's not a surprise that they're doing so well in the league. And it's just, um, yeah, who knows what will happen on Tuesday. The only thing we do know is that in three years' time, MT Carl will be relegated for MB1, and this whole process will happen again. <laughs> to our MT Carl fan, uh, that's just you, Timmy. We're sorry. <laughs> um, Chris, Istvan Pizon is, uh, is obviously taking control of, of the Honved team uh, in, in the interim. What did you learn about the style of play that he's trying to uh, get these guys to do? Um, well, I, I wish I could I could say with um, a, a lot more certainty, but um, I, I didn't watch that game as much as I did the other two. But I will say this. Um, on from the very beginning of the season, have had a hard time putting the ball in the back of the net. They, they seem to continue to struggle in the final third when – uh, there, when, during regular build-up play, um, there's no early runs. There's not a whole lot of good uh, movement off the ball that isn't being picked up very well by by good solid defensive teams. And what we saw yesterday was Ante Cobb playing very well defensively. Um, and so um, th- there wasn't a whole lot of chances. And then the, the very few chances that they had, it, the the finishing was just poor. And again, we can look down the whole line and we're going to see this all this week and probably all next weekend too, is they're, they're just, nobody's really pinpoint accurate at this point. Um, you know, watching players uh, get the ball at the top of the box and just completely whiff on it, or I'm still not really seeing a lot of creative movement to, to get their uh, dangerous players in dangerous positions. And so I think that's going to continue to, to be a struggle for them. 
down the line. They're they're a team that entered the the pandemic um, with a draw, a defeat, a draw, and another defeat, scoring two goals and conceding ten in their last four. So, uh, and we're not even talking against the better teams. That was against Pushkash, Dyashkior, Paksh, and Kishvarda. So um, this is a team that still has a long way to go, I think. And um, uh, they're not that far from a fourth place spot here. So um, they still have a chance to uh, uh, to get that 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 last European spot. But um, I think they really need to to step up their game if they're going to take this from MTK. You know, it's interesting as well that on, on their way to the on their route to the semifinals, uh, MTK are yet to concede a goal in the competition. Um, they're, they're also they they don't have the league to worry about or, or anything at all. This is literally their focus now, because um, if they're out, the season's over. If they're through, the season's over. It's it's kind of it, they've got two two games potentially now, win the second leg and and the final. Um, Blessing and a curse that isn't it. Like yeah. I guess you'd probably want the league to maybe keep your fitness up. Like if they win on Tuesday, they won't have another game until the end of the season. And that's, that's, that's pretty unfair to be honest. <laughs> and, and talking of unfair as well, obviously, um, Honved have been playing league games in, in MT car stadium as well. So it's not really a, a you know, a home field advantage. Yeah. Um, and on, isn't the semi far, isn't the, Return leg at the Pushkash Arena. It is indeed, yeah, on Tuesday, which was I was, I was just going to say actually. That's insane. It, it's bizarre. It's the brand new sixty-eight thousand seat stadium will will host the game with no fans, and it's also going to be the um, the final venue as well. Yeah. Um, it's, it's bizarre, isn't it? Paul, what? can you remember a situation like? I mean, we're used to crowds not being huge um, in Hungary and finals being played in the old Pushkar Stadium, etc., with, you know, seven, 8,000 fans in there. But this is very bizarre, isn't it? Yes, definitely. I remember in 2000, I believe, attending Vashash MTK uh, final. And that was about 2,000 people in the old uh, Pushkar <laughs> Stadium. So this is going to be amazing. Uh, amazing. Uh, seeing well i guess it gives us an excuse to see the beautiful stadium but uh it's gonna be quite an experience uh i uh going back to mtk i have not seen them play i was impressed with them i thought it was one of the more exciting uh scoreless draws i've seen and they definitely have a shot home vade i i saw them with no plan and i thought that mtk had a plan and it was just unfortunate they weren't able to put one into the net. Well, the last um, winners of the Hungarian Cup from the second division, you have to go all the way back to uh, 1984 when Schiafok won that competition. And with it obviously being such a crazy year, I don't think anyone would uh, would put it past them. Um, guys, we're moving on now. We're going to move back to the first division. And it, this is now purely for um, people that might just be craving that football fix, watched the Hungarian game that was on Saturday and thought, you know what, this is pretty good and, and may watch some more. So for the for the people that are, are listening to this and wondering um, about the teams, guys, what I'm going to do, we're going to go through the, through the league table now. And uh, I'm going to ask you for a little bit about the club uh, or even just 
a couple of players to watch out for. Who's who's exciting, etc. Chris, I'm going to start with you. Um, you get the cream of the crop. Um, Friday, Ferenc Varos. Um, yeah, Ferenc Varos are the champions, um, and they're champions for a reason. They'll be champions again this season. I don't think either uh, of us here would would deny them that. They're they're a strong team. They have a lot of money. They have a lot of supporters, which um, isn't going to help them very much. But looking towards the end of the season, I really feel like they can do this on a canter. They don't have to worry about uh, the Hungarian Cup. They don't have to worry about anything other than keeping their nose out in front. And quite honestly, if they just win the rest of their home games, which they haven't lost in 50 games um, at the Group Ama, as we found out this weekend, uh, they're going to be just fine. And um, as of players, really take your pick. I mean, they're they're stocked. And um, as we saw, their uh, leading scorer, uh, Zukov, this weekend wasn't really involved that much. He didn't need to be. Uh, Frank Boley uh, is up top. He's a big presence. Uh, I think he headed one off the bar, could have had another one as well. Um, uh, Tokmat Nguyen uh, looked really good as well, but didn't score. There's so many good players. Um, Shiger is is someone who uh, you can keep your eye on as well. Um, he was just so exciting and excited on Saturday. It's just fun seeing Hungarian kid, not really a kid anymore, but uh, watching watching him do really well. Um, their back line is almost impenetrable um, with with Blazik and Sivic um, and Lavrentius on the right side. I, I've, I've never um, hid my admiration for that right back. I, I feel like he really is kind of the heart and soul of that team. So there's just at every position, there's just so much. Uh, Hatterton and, and defensive midfield. I mean, you just top to bottom, they're just um, splendid. And I think once they hit on all cylinders, they're going to be almost impossible to beat. And they're obviously a name that um, most neutral fans are, are going to be fully aware of as well, as are the team that are currently second in the table. Um, Mo Fehavar, obviously um, better known to everybody as, as Video Tom. Tom, take it away. Yeah, so Video Fehavar, as they're now called, um, they make up the two league table. Um, Basically, the Hungarian league is dominated by two teams, um, Ferenc Varos and, and Vidi. That may be this season that Fervar are only five points ahead of Mezakovic, but in terms of status, in terms of um, squad depth, squad quality, um, historical um, significance, like those two are miles ahead of everyone at the moment, uh, and, and finance as well. Uh, I didn't even mention that. Um, if you just look at Vidi's team, there might not be a lot of players that um, shout out to the neutral, or, or kind of if if someone has a passing interest in in Hungarian football, you might pick a few. But um, in terms of how good these players are in this league. They've got two teams, really. They could play 1-11 one week and 1-11 the next week, and they would still be better than a lot of teams in the league. Um, you just look at the players who were on the bench yesterday. Nego, Hodzic, Nikolov, Elek, Futac, Juhash. The only player who was on that bench, Kovac, um, he's the only player out of those who wouldn't get in any the team apart from Ferenc Varos like Akos Elek is a 
Hungarian international that's been around for for ages. Like he's not even that old. He's only 31. Nikolas Klass plays for Macedonia. Hodzic is quality. Nega. Like there's so much quality to this team, and then there's the the starting a lot starting lineup as well. Like Attila Fiola right back best right back in the league. Paolo Vinicius has been a, a, an absolute monster at the back for for ages for Vidi and obviously Hungarian international. Now Stop Hero would be Hungarian international if he was Hungarian, but he Cape Verde international. We got Musliu, Potkai, Kovac, Petriak. It's just class. And then you've got Nemanja Nikolic now. Like he's not hit the ground running since he rejoined Vidi, but we all know his quality. He wasn't he didn't have the greatest season last year with Chicago Fire in the MLS, but he still scored 12 goals, still scored 15 goals a season, still scored 24 goals before that. Like, And he's not the sort of player who's going to just come to Vidi for a paycheck or just chill out. He's he's a born winner. He loves to score goals, loves to win. And um, that's kind of what this team are all about. There, there, are, there are a lot of hungry players in this team, a lot of quality players. Um, and and not they might not be the greatest team to watch all the time. They're quite attritional in the way that they play football, um, but they are a, a first-class team. And it's I I think it's a shame that their coach um, Nikolic has gone because I I I rated him so highly. I thought he was absolutely class. And um, now they've got one career back who's who obviously won them the league title. So I, I think winning the league would be too much of a stretch for them this season, but they'll definitely be up there again next year, 100%. And if anyone has just got a passing interest in, in the league and maybe wants to stick with it, um, yeah, you'll see a good title race next season. I'm, I'm, I'm sure of that. It's a good shout. And it's almost as if Fiddy's existence at the moment is to, to, uh, to just at a canter, get into those European places obviously they've got the experience um, group stage wise of the of the Europa League um, which probably gives them a little bit of an advantage over Friday they've only recently got there but yeah a very good shout Tom um, Paul the neutral fans love a, a club punching above their weight um, and the team who's currently in third position shocking everyone really is uh, Mezikovest we, we spoke about them obviously they're in the Hungarian Cup semi-finals. What can uh, what can people expect from uh, from this little these little guys? Yes, they are the minnows. Uh, to me, they're the definition of a team. Uh, we don't really have a star player. Uh, you know that Lanzafame. Uh, it's top to bottom, very good team. I would say Attila Kutor, to me, is probably the best Hungarian manager in the first division. I, re- I really like Tomas Cherry's game. He's the captain, very creative player. I uh, believe he has a place on the national team, 32 years old. Uh, very underrated keeper, Peter Saponosh. Uh, lo- they have some very good foreign players, uh, Dino Besirovic. Uh, we have uh, Ziv Zivadze, say that 10 times. A very good, very very good player. So I, I think top to bottom, it's a team. And outside of Hungary, no one's heard of them. But uh, they're they're one of those fun teams to adopt. And uh, I see them staying in the top three uh, comfortably. And anxious to see what they do in the cup. But it's been a real pleasure to see 
a team come out of literally nowhere and have a very successful season, it'd be great to see them finish in the third spot. Absolutely agree with everything you said there. Hopefully, they're not going to be a a one-hit wonder um, and that they're going to sort of continue to build on this season over season. They're kind of in terms... I I, I was speaking to someone the other day about them and it kind of related to kind of Millwall in the the English Championship who are, again, punching above their weight. They don't have star players, but what they have is a team that just fights and it's brilliant to watch absolutely brilliant to watch um chris in fourth place in the league at the moment now for the neutral fan uh this is a kind of star wars analogy really if you're the kind of guy who's watching star wars and um wants to fly an x-wing and blow up the death star the people in the death star are going to be pushkas academy right <laughs> That's probably the best way you could have painted that picture. Yeah, the um, uh, this is the the team that everyone loves to hate. If Mezhikovej is the uh, team punching above their weight, and everybody loves the uh, the underdog, well, Pushkash has the name which they don't deserve. They have the money which we don't know where it's coming from, or we might. Um, they they're supposed to be an academy, yet most of their players are from um, another country. Uh, but I will say that this season they have uh, become a little more consistent um, from a season ago where they had three or four managers and uh, players were coming in and out like rats on a ship. Um, we've seen Pushkash really settle in. I feel like they also, in a, in a sense, are, are punching above their weight, not because they don't have the talent, but because I think of the last three years of, of just the erratic uh, way uh, their form would go. Um, they started off the season really well. They've got some uh, really solid players. Uh, David Vanacek came over from the uh, Scottish Premier League at Hearts, where he really didn't do much. In fact, uh, I think they were happy to let him go. And uh, he's got eight goals in 25 games, two assists. He's he's leading the way in terms of goals. But I think the player uh, to watch is Adam Gyorkshu who is um, really probably their most dangerous player, playing on the wing. Seven goals, six assists, uh, right up there with uh, Joseph Nezovic, who um, has five goals, eight assists. This is a team that can really hit you on the break. They score goals. They are actually fun to watch. And I think a lot of that comes from their manager this season, Jolt Horniak, um, and uh, his uh, what we've dubbed the Horny Boys. Uh, Pushkat has really uh, become a team that, that can really beat anybody. So this is a team, I think, to watch. This is a team that very uh, easily can make Europe. And um, uh, the, I do think that they have a lot of strong players. Uh, their defense is also very strong as well. Um, players like Kamen Hajjev, um, um, as I mentioned, Zonaki, who's the captain as well, is uh, these are strong players. And I think they have really uh, – played up to uh, the staff's expectations and they've really come together as a team, which is something we hadn't seen in the past. So this is a team to uh, to look out for, I think. And to all those that are uh, kind of wondering uh, why they hate for Pushkas Academy, the, the closest thing can really kind of explain it without getting deep into it would be the MK Don's um, situation. A lot of comparisons with that. Um, they also have one of the most unique stadiums that you'll ever see 
anywhere in the world. But Tom, it's a real surreal place to visit, isn't it? The town of uh, Felsham. Yeah, I was just speaking about this um, just earlier. Um, it is very weird. Uh, I went. I've been there. I think two times, maybe three. Um, and I, I, how when I've been before, I just walk from the train station. It's quite far. It's about an hour, maybe two, um, from the nearest train station. Or the well, there is another train station there, but it runs like once a week, and it's kind of only used by <laughs> like Orban and his missus. Um, where, whereas the other one, you you take into a, a, another little village near Feltru, and then you either wait like an hour for the next bus, or you you take this nice little walk, and it, and it is quite a nice little walk. And then, but you kind of walking down this hill, and then you just see on the horizon this this football stadium out of nowhere. You like, and obviously, I know that football stadium is there but for anyone else must be like what the you're just in like the middle of like a hungarian village and then all of a sudden this um beautiful building just emerges on the horizon you're like that is a, that it does look quite nice and then you walk into the into the little village and the first thing that the uh, you greeted with when you get to the village is the the training complex of Pushkash Academy Academia, um, and then you can walk, you can just take a little walk through the um, through the training ground where when I the first time I was there, like the players were literally just training there, uh, and and to get through into the village you have to walk through the training ground, um, walk past the stadium. So like yeah, it's it's a bizarre place um i think the population is about 1500 um the first time i went they couldn't believe uh, uh there's like uh, there's one little hotel and it's it's a probably about a kilometer just outside of the village um lovely little hotel actually um and when i went and they realized that i was from england they were just blown away they were like what are you doing here <laughs> uh, they just couldn't believe that someone would actually go to their little village to watch football. But I guess that's what their village has basically become now. It's um, it's a, yeah, it's a, a, a football village now. It is very bizarre. And I've also got an image of Victor and his wife now on one of those um, train kind of things where you push the handles <laughs> up and down. It's probably, I don't think the money's completely run out yet, so it's probably not that bad yet. But <laughs> fingers crossed one day. Um, Tom, we're going to stick with you for the team that's in fifth position in the league. These are uh, one of the best supported clubs in, in Hungary, and that's Dios uh, Dior. Yeah, um, a huge contrast to Pushkash, a team that, a club that haven't got that much money, haven't got that many resources, but a very much, it's very much a footballing city, as Miss Coach is where they're based. Um, vociferous fans um great footballing culture um it kind of been a team historically that have flipped between the first division and the second division um they've never kind of been one of those big clubs in in the country but they've always been a very difficult away trip for anyone who's ever gone there uh and that's not changed now their team at the moment is kind of um uh, kind of of that same mould. It's 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 a little bit average. Um, I'd, I'd say probably very average. 
a lot of journeymen in that football team at the moment. You've got um, Thomas Agishegi, who's been around forever. Uh, Christoph Polgar, who was, used to be at Liverpool as a youngster, never made it. Um, Rui Pedro, who's played for, it feels like almost every club in, in Hungary now, and he's only been there about four years. Um, a, a really good player, Ben Sislai, again, seems like he's played for every Hungarian team. Um, Gabor Molnar, talented again, um, but kind of a journeyman. They've got a lot of these players, um, and they turn over players quite quickly, um, like a lot of the players in this league. Um, and they're they're doing really well this season. Um, they've had a couple of rough years with our former um, guest, Fernando. Uh, but this season, they're, they're like nine points out of relegation zone, flying quite high, only two points behind Pushkash, who have a significantly superior squad to them. Um, so, yeah, they're doing pretty well. Um, they're not a team that you'd expect to do that well. Um, they don't play the greatest football in the world. Um, but, yeah, a, a team that always play for their fans um, and have great backing behind them. And so it's going to be interesting to see how they do in this over this next period without that um, without that backing. Absolutely, and uh, definitely worth um, checking out the other podcasts that have been um, done recently. The conversation with Fernando is, is excellent, really, really insightful and, and well worth a listen. Um, Paul, you get middle of the table, number six, Budapest, Honved, my team, but please be as brutal as you like. How about brutally honest? Well, <laughs> I really miss the Italian manager. I was disappointed to see him leave. Uh, loved seeing his his antics on the sideline. Home base has been hampered by not having a home stadium. As we all know, uh, they have a new one being built. Looks beautiful if you get a chance to look at some photos. Uh, top player, of course, uh, David Lanzafame is back. Uh, currently the top goal scorer in uh, Hungary. So he's always fun to watch. Outside of him, it gets kind of uh, get the quality dips uh, uh, quite a bit. Uh, Roland Ugre was a new player they picked up in the winter. I thought he would have an effect, uh, but he hardly plays. Uh, Ferenc Arush fans would uh, know Mutare, who is on the side. Uh, he's maybe more famous for his misses than his goals. Uh, Patrick uh, Heady has done well for the side, a good player, but I think it's a team that is not sure of their identity. So mid-table, I think they're fortunate to be there. If they were lower, I could see them having some concerns about relegation, but it's not a club that excites me, Gabby. I apologize. I <laughs> always hope for them to do well, but... Uh, Oh, watching the match, uh, Lanzifame just looked so disinterested in the match against MTK that uh, I think it's just for for them get 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 through the season, uh, get some new players, and uh, play in their beautiful new st- stadium next season. I, I can't argue with anything you've said. Now. I've said I've said on other shows before that 
when we were the champions a few years back that we were the worst champions that the league's probably <laughs> ever seen. <laughs> and, and in terms of identity, again, completely right. Uh, even under Rossi, it was um, wasn't particularly great football. Um, it was you know scraping wins rather than anything. Um, hopefully, we've got some influence now from. Uh, from the MLS um, behind the scenes coaching. And uh, I hope it kind of brings some new new ideas and a new identity to the team because, um, yeah, it, it certainly needs it now. Um, Chris, you get one of Tom's favourite teams. Sadly, he's passed it over to you. It's um, Kishvada, currently in seventh place <laughs> in the championship. Yeah, Kishvada. And another one of those really small uh small t- uh, town teams who um, surprisingly stayed up last season. The, the the start they had last season, we thought that they would almost um, have the record of one of the worst seasons ever. Um, but they came together. They stayed up uh, really on the backs of Felipe, the Brazilian goalkeeper that um, really wowed so many people last season. And in fact, he started this season. But um, uh, this is a team I still can't believe they are where they're at. Um, they're they're one of those teams, as Paul mentioned, without real, a real superstar. Um, I guess Georgia Grozhov was that guy, um, kind of the 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 bell of the ball, the one that everyone wanted, but he never made the move. I think Friday wanted um, wanted him. Um, he did score seven goals, five assists in 23 appearances, but um, really didn't play very much until you know the, the last five or six games heading into the break. And then over the break, he and another one of his Romanian counterparts, Yasmin Latov-Levici, both were just summarily dismissed from the team for breaking the quarantine rules, um, which I think was a little bit of a shock, but I think a lot of people also kind of saw the writing on the wall, especially with Grozhov, um, who may not have been uh, your quintessential team player. His contract was coming up at the end of this season. And um, what we did see, too, was the team really did come together, even without Felipe, without Grozhov. Uh, there are players that are are jumping in and doing really, really well. Um, one of my favorite players in the league uh, this season, Claudio Bumba, is uh, one of their midfielders that has just become progressively better throughout the season. Uh, I think he was somebody that uh, I really looked to to see make an immediate impact. He didn't. In fact, he didn't even start um, until midway through the season. And then he's now become really one of the stalwarts of the midfield. Um, you still have guys like Patrick Tischler. I, I don't want to say uh, too much about him because I don't really like him um, for no other reason than he used to play for Wee Passion. He no longer does. Um, Lucas, who is their captain, is also a strong player that you, uh, if you're watching, God forbid you'd be watching Kishvarda with all the other games that are going on. But if you do, um, look out for Lucas, um, who's also kind of the uh, the man in the midfield that makes things happen. Um, but uh, other than that, I mean, you've got a bunch of players that you've probably never heard of and never will. Uh, but they seem to come together and do enough to stay up. And it looks like they're going to stay up again this season. Great stuff, Chris. Um, Tom, anyone that's had a kind of glimpse at Hungarian football over the last 10 to, to 12 years um, no name of the team currently 8th in the uh, championship and that's uh, Debrecen yeah um, a long long way away from what they used to be um, this team um, I guess a lot of Hungar- um, football fans will remember them from their Champions League foray in, um, 
in 2008 when they played against Liverpool um, and did did all right against Liverpool in both games. Uh, I think they lost 1-0 both times and David Ngog was one of the scorers in one of them games. Can you believe it or not? Um, uh, yeah, and, and, and they had a few other good seasons after that. Like, I think, I think it was 2010-11, they got into the Europa League group um, and did okay. Um, uh, not Didn't like, um, pull up any trees, but they weren't bad. Um, but ever since then, they've... <sighs> what a football club should do when they make it into the Champions League and get all that Champions League money is, is, is just spend it on the first team and should spend it on the academy um so you keep that team ticking over you keep them winning the league every season and you, and you build the club into uh, a giant of 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 the league uh, in the same way that Dynamo Zagreb have done in Croatia they've they got into the Champions League and then they got all that Champions League money and they've just blitz the league for the next year uh, next like 10 years i don't know how many they've won in a row but they've won a lot and they've keep making the champions league that's exactly what debretson should have done um but they spent their money on an, on a white elephant not literally but it's very white and it's a football stadium and no one no one goes um and now their club is um on the field not far from disarray um they've been in disarray uh, in a couple of seasons ago when they brought in that Portuguese manager and started the season horribly but they've got nothing in there that excites you anymore like their team is just so average um, they've got players that have seemingly been there forever and they're still their best players like Hanos Ferenci um, at left back Adon Bordi who is a really exciting player scored a great goal yesterday been there forever though You've got Daniel Terger, who's still trying to patrol games. Uh, he's 35 now. You've got a couple of players coming through, like Sechi, who I really like, uh, Kevin Varga, who I really like. But it's not a team that's exciting. It's in a it's a mile away from the, from the team it used to be, and and it's a shame. They they sh- they really should have built on their success. They they were mad successful in the um, in the 2000s. Um, they won the league, I think, like six out of eight years or something. Um, and yeah, made made a Champions League group, made a Europa League group. But now they they've they've created no legacy. Uh, they've they've built a, they've built a stadium. They've bought a stadium uh, which is 20,000. Looks beautiful. Um, lights up, lovely. But and I said this before a couple of weeks ago, the only time they fill it is for the flower show every year. Um, they don't even get near to filling it out on a weekly basis. Uh, their last game that they had uh, against Zalig Urshag, um, they, oh no, it was played behind closed doors, but the last game they had in the league, what was what was their attendance? 2,800 in a 20,000-seat stadium. Absolutely soulless. So they'll probably quite enjoy um, this playing in front of no spectators because they'll kind of be used to it but um yeah that that club was has been run very badly for a long time and it, and it's a shame because because they're they are a historic football club now in, in in terms of Hungarian football but they're a team that are languishing near the bottom and you wouldn't put it past them for them to go down this season they're two points ahead of Zalagershog at the moment 
I feel like Zalagershig will get out of it. And we'll talk about them in a sec. But um, yeah, they're going to be in trouble. And they've not got a lot of quality to bail them out of trouble um, when they are when the going gets tough. Uh, Adam Birdie scored a great goal yesterday. But that's what it's going to be. It's going to be individual quality. And mm, I, I kind of fear for them. Another team that are in uh, relegation trouble, the team from the northern part of uh, Budapest is obviously Wipest. Um, they don't have players to get them out of trouble, but they uh, also have a hell of a mess off the pitch as well, Paul, at the moment. They're currently ninth in the MB1. Yes, and it's quite unfortunate. I think they uh, make more news off the pitch than they do on uh Big surprise. Uh, this is a club with such a storied history. Uh, all the great players that have played at Budapest and to where they are now, it's it's really heartbreaking. And you know they have a great manager, uh, Nebojša Vinjevic. I think is an excellent manager. He has such passion, enthusiasm. Unfortunately, the players uh, don't. And it's amazing here uh with the the i think we all agree the ownership's a big problem they recently came out and said that that they'll happily take back the old emblem uh during the winter they their top goal scorer robert fetcherson leaves to second division vashash just unfortunately not a lot of quality here and it's quite sad that uh, they're in this position and I, I think they have a unfortunately a shot here to to fall to the second division uh, it's it's going to take a, a masterful job by the manager to keep them up uh, hopefully uh, they can do that um, and but it, it may take uh, some struggles for their owner to leave to get a new owner, uh, bring back the emblem, bring back the fans who are very frustrated with this side. Not a lot of players to to note, unfortunately. That's one of the big uh, big problems here. And uh, it's very unfortunate as this is a very popular club. I know Chris is a big fan, so I hope they stay up. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting Uh Certainly did not expect them to be in this position at the beginning of the season. Absolutely. Um, it, it is a, a real, real shame. Um, Chris, obviously, you're, you're, a, you're a fan. Is it, obviously, Paul was saying, uh, you know, great manager, uh, and he really, really is a great guy. Um, is it a surprise to you that he's kept his position there and they haven't possibly gone for someone that could come in and make that quick impact that um, a lot of relegation threatened teams often get from getting a new guy in. Um, quite honestly, I'm not quite sure what anybody could do. I mean, I, I think uh, Vinyevich has done everything you can do with what he's been given and he's been given nothing, honestly. Um, when, when you're, when your best players are leaving for second division clubs, when your um, owner is telling you what players to play and how to play them, that's frustrating. I, I'm wondering why he's still there out of his own volition. Uh, that's the biggest surprise for me is why is he still around? Um, I, I know 
he's a man of integrity. Like you said, he's just a wonderful human being. Um, but I mean, at some point enough's got to be enough. And, um, I, I don't know who else they could bring in at this point. Um, it doesn't seem to me like they have the money to spend for somebody who would be an impact person. Um, so, uh, it, like you said, it's a mess and I, I'm, I'm, I'm just glad I wasn't able to comment on it because it's, it's saddening to me to see where they fall into. And, uh, I, I'm as Tom is fearful of Loki falling out. I'm just as fearful as, as Lilac falling out. We could have some big names in the uh, in the second division next year. That's for sure. It could be uh, really, really exciting. Um, Chris, we're going to stick with you for um, one of my favourite teams. They're, they're just above that final relegation place at the moment. Uh, and for, for anyone that's new to Hungarian football, Poch are a team uh, that only have Hungarian players in their squad. You won't find any of the foreigners with multicoloured boots in this side. That's for sure. Hey, yeah, Chris. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, since joining uh, this group and talking about Hungarian football for the past few years, Pakcha has been one of those teams that um, really does sum up Hungarian football. Um, and uh, I, I remember just playing at Fehervar Uti. It was, just, it was like going to a fortress, you know. And, and so this team has always been there. The fact that they are on the verge of relegation – um, I wouldn't say that that's a comfortable position for them because I feel like they've been a mid-table team. Um, I think them losing Aral Sertoy as their manager was a was a big mistake uh, for them as a club. And uh, Gabor Ostermeyer has done okay. Uh, they brought in some players, including Daniel Buda from uh, Ferenc Virus. I think that that they were hoping he would really make an impact and maybe even push them towards a little bit higher up the table this season. So if you're looking for uh, name players at Pox, um, there's no one, I think, more recognizable than Boda. Um, but uh, I think the one player that you want to look to this season uh, on that team that I think has been very impactful is Norbert Kunivesh. Um, and uh, seven goals, two assists. Uh, he's, the, he's the person I think that's really been f- far more dangerous than anybody on the team. Uh, Janos Hahn used to be that guy. But again, he's the kind of player who... Um, uh, takes advantage of the early days of the season and then just tends to uh, get knocked about towards the business end of the season where he's typically less effective. And that's proving uh, this season as well, where he's still on five goals. And I don't think he scored this spring so far. Um, there are a number of players that you probably never hear of if you're a neutral. Um, uh, but I do think that they have a solid uh, core. Um, they've always typically had a very strong defense and they've always played very strong at home. Um, I don't feel like they're going to drop out. I think that there's, they still have enough quality in them, um, and they're going to pre- they're going to play with with pride and determination, um, and especially going up against teams like uh, Weepesh, who are spiraling out of control, and a team like uh, Debrecen, who I fear just don't have the the defense to really finish ahead of Paksh. I, I, f- I feel like they're they're going to be uh, in a fairly safe place come the end of the season. And also it's worth noting that Pox is the um, is the town where a uh, nuclear power station in um, Hungary is based and the ultras of the football club are called the Atomic Strike. So if that isn't enough to get you following them, then I don't know what's going to. Um, Tom, they're in the where they're in eleventh place. They're in the relegation place. It's uh, newcomers Zalaegerzeg. Um, 
one of the form teams at the moment with only one loss in their last five games. What can you tell us about um team with the longest name? <laughs> yeah, so um, a bit like DVTK that I just spoke about earlier, um, a club from a footballing city with a huge uh, fan base. Again, another club which kind kind of flip between the first and the second division, but are always well supported. And they've got a really good side, actually. Um, they've got a side at the moment which... Uh, on paper, I'd maybe say it was like the fourth best team in the league. Um, like Demian in goal is a Hungarian on, in the under-21 international. You've got Christian Tomas, who used to be at AC Milan um, and Sparta Prague, uh, Vidi a couple of years ago. Uh, Gergo Kucic, who was at Dots. David Bobal, who who won the title with Honved, was one of their best players at Honved um, and has, has played abroad. Very recently, you got Zoltan Stieber, who kind of name precedes him. Nikola Mitrovic, who was Vidi, one of Vidi's best players when, when they were winning the league about six or seven years ago. He's been playing in Israel for a little bit. Luca Burla, who, who again, was formerly at Frodi. you got Gurge Bobal, who we all know about as a youngster. Andros Rado, one of my favourite players. Uh, the, the, their team is like teeming with quality um, and for them to be in this position I think is maybe maybe due to having a lot of players come in last summer and not being able to gel quickly um, but this this spring season they were kind of gelling and, and, and getting a lot better and like you say they're kind of one of the form teams of um, they picked up a, a, a couple of good wins, an amazing uh, two-on win away at uh, Mezokovic. They beat all your pairs. They thrashed their Brets and threw with Ferenc Varos. Like not easy games, and they've um, and they've done well in all of them. So the break, this COVID break, has been has come at the wrong time for them, and it's going to be interesting to see how they pick up now. Um, now the business end of the season comes. They're level on points with Poch at the moment. One point, one point behind Oyepest, um, two points behind Debrecen. I believe, I think that they've got enough quality to get themselves out of this. I really do. I think they've got enough experience to get themselves out of this as well, which I think matters at this point. Defensively is where I kind of worry about them. They're quite thin. Um, like I say, they've got Kutchuch and Tomas and Bobal, but um, it's inexperienced, especially compared to their their um, attacking players and their midfielders. So maybe that is a little bit of a worry, and I guess defence really matters at this business end. But they've got players to bail them out. They've got a lot of players to bail them out of trouble if if they um, if they do give up goals. And I think I think they will be all right. I think they'll. Um, they've got Kaposhwa next, which is a beautiful way to weed yourself in, you'd think. Um, and then they've got Pushkash at home. And if they win those two games, they'll be fine. They really will be fine. I think even if they beat Kaposhwa on, on Friday, it'll be a... a, a yeah, we're, we're, we're really in this. And I, I, I think they'll be fine. Um, it's just... I think it, uh, this business end of this season, a lot of it, a lot of what it, um, to do is keep with keeping Europe is momentum and confidence. And if they get a little bit of momentum straight away, they'll be fine. They really will because they've got the quality.
and um, I'd love to see them in the in the league again next season because I think their fans are brilliant and they and they are a proper football club. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that as well. And yeah, like you said, don't think for, for most of these teams in there, especially Zalegerzeg, this break's come at the the worst possible time for them because they really were picking up some some form. But yeah, just like you, I I think they'll be uh, they'll be safe and and a, and a welcome addition to to the league next season as well. Um, Chris, sorry, Paul. This brings us to bottom of the pile. Rock bottom of the league is uh, Kapuschvar. No goals in the last five. Three wins all season, and you have to go back to uh, mid-December for the last time they won a football match. What can you tell us about uh, Kapuschvar? Not much, but uh, their manager would probably be, probably be uh, the name that big football fans would know. Laszlo Distill was a big player for Hungary and Videotun in the 80s that lost the uh, UEFA Cup final to Real Madrid. Uh, other than that, the players are second division level outside of maybe Adam Martin, or excuse me, Martin Adam shifted those names. Uh, I think their their role here is hopefully to play this thing out. Uh, they are the team that others want to play, but hopefully they can play that role of spoiler. And I think a uh, few of the bottom teams play Kapuschvar, so maybe they can surprise them. Uh, it's probably a team that everyone's going to overlook. Maybe they can come uh, come up and play the role of spoiler and have some deciding factor in what happens. But other than that, uh, I just hope they play it out. Uh, and they've done that. They've they've the efforts there, uh, quality not so much. Interesting as well how they really haven't coped with the transition from second division football to first. First division, they were runners up to Zalaegerzeg last season um, with only six losses out of the 38 games that they played, um, but clearly couldn't couldn't take any of that um, that form with them. Um, guys, that's a really brilliant guide to anyone that's uh, listening who wants to pick themselves a, a team to follow. There's obviously there's lots of political stuff and things like that that we can get into, but. You know, let's just enjoy football for what it is at the moment and pick yourself a team and go for it. Um, so, guys, listen, I'm going to get your uh, your opinions now. So, Chris, I'm going to start with you. I want your um, who's going to finish in the top three. I want your champion. Who's going to finish in the two European places and who's going to get relegated? Champions for me, obviously, as I mentioned before, I think Ferenc Varos uh, canters to that. Um, I'd say Vidi would also finish as runners-up, and Mezhikovic, uh, the, the three that are currently the top three will stay top three. Um, I, I would say uh, I'm going all the way. I think I've done this last couple of years, so I'm sticking to it this season. Mezhikovic will win the cup, so uh, uh, the, the fourth-place team, I think, will be um, uh, the ones who will get that last spot. And I'm going to go for Diazio for that. I think uh, Fexio has done a great job coming in, I, 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 and we talked about him ad nauseum, just how good of a manager that he is and what he can get from his players, and I think that they'll make that push for fourth place, and I think they'll get that um, uh, that last spot. Uh, and then at the bottom, uh, let's see, I'll start with 10th place will be Zaller Agaseg will just get up, not because they don't have the players, but because it's, I think it's just going to be a tough fight. 
Um, I, I hate to say this with all of my heart, but I think Weepesh will end up in 11th place. I don't think they have the fight. I feel like they've been beat down from outside and inside all season long, and I think they will go down. And then obviously Kapashvar will uh, round out the bottom. Tom, what about yours? I think for me, the top four will stay exactly the same in exactly the same order. So that means Frodi win, Fidi second, Mezakovic third, Pushkash fourth. Um, I think Zalagershek will get out of there. Um, I think Potts will get out of there. Um, and I think Deb Bretson will go down. I think Uyupest will just survive. I think they'll be in 10th. And surprisingly, I think Kaposvar will finish 12th. Um, <laughs> Magyar Kupa, I reckon, I reckon Vidi will win it. I think they'll beat Mezakovic on Tuesday. And I just don't think uh, that other semi-final is going to produce a winner, no matter who goes. I think I think the winner is going to come from the Mezakovic and Vidi tie. I just don't think that MT Car or Honved have got enough to beat either of those two sides. And Paul, um, your thoughts on the final table? Yes, Tom took the words right out of my mouth. So same top four. Uh, Fehir Bar to win the cup. Uh, Kapushvar, of course. Uh, ooh, the other relegation team is so difficult. It's like putting a gun to my head. <laughs> uh, I'll have to go Uipesh. But I think it's going to come down to Uipesh and Debretson. But one of these teams will catch fire and and safely make it through. And, oh, it's going to be such a battle. It's going to be a painful battle to see that second team that goes down. It's going to be really exciting. I remember, I think it was like maybe like three years ago where we had a situation like this. And um, it was like three, three or four teams that could have gone down on the last day. And, that is really exciting. It's more almost more exciting this way than when um, when the winners up for up for grabs because teams get desperate and and obviously I think it was I think it was just last was it no no it was two seasons ago where like Matai Pakai had that shot and it almost um, sent DVTK down after they scored like a minute earlier. Yeah, I, I can't wait. And even without any fans there, it's still going to be bloody great on that last day of the season. <laughs> It'd be interesting as well to have Weepest in the second division, and Ooh. as we said at the top of the top of the show, potentially Voshosh in the top flight. That would yeah. be quite applicable, really. The, in, like Weepest or the Bretson being in that in that second tier would be would be huge. Like um, the last time Weepest were in the second tier was in nineteen sixteen. Oh my goodness! Which is crazy, and they they only went down. Well, I don't even think that really counts because it was during the war. So I think they were in the top tier. 1904 was the the time the time they were last in the second division. And this is crazy. The they've never never actually been relegated. That's that's uh, yeah, oh. that's true. Wow. Quite unthinkable. Quite unthinkable. Um, Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure um, talking to you this evening. It's really insightful stuff. And um, so to anyone that has been listening in, it's uh, hopefully helped you guys as well. Um, you can catch us on Twitter. We're, we're all on there. We'll, when we post the pod, we'll put our um, put our usernames on there. If you've got any questions or anything else, need any help with anything, there's, the, you know, there's a great community online there that, that are always willing to help you. 
Um, and as we said before, there's some great podcasts. If you listen back, we had Gabal Kirai, we've had Fernando. Um, uh, Daniel Dan was on the, the other day as well. The names are, are getting brilliant. And uh, we've got a special show coming up this week as well. So stay tuned. Um, guys, stay safe. Thank you very, very much for, for giving up your time. And um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for letting me be a part of it. Paul, you've been an absolute pleasure to be on board, mate. We're glad to have you. Really glad. Thank you. Yes. Lisa Latasha. See ya, Stock. See ya. See ya. <laughs>